Hello everyone, I hope you're having a great day, but if not, you're about to. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. If you've ever wondered what it was like to work on a cruise ship, well, this is what we're about. Old and new crew members telling their stories in their own words of what it was like to work on a cruise ship. So come on over to the pool bar, order up a hurricane or a rum punch, sit back, relax, because it's time for My Ship Story. Hey everybody, welcome back to My Ship Story Podcast. We are right here before Thanksgiving. This is our meeting with Jeffrey Martin. Uh, Everybody knows Jeffrey Martin from the good old days on the ships. But before we get to Jeffrey, we got to start in uh, to uh, see what's in your neck of the woods with Brad and Eric. Um, We'll do uh, Eric. What's what's going on? Hey guys, Uh, good to see you again. Sorry about last week. I missed you guys. Life interferes sometimes. But I got to tell you something that happened to me yesterday that just proves I'm getting old. I got locked out of my computer and I could not figure out why. And I freaked out because (laughs) there's no way to get back in. So I still have a laptop from my last job that I never handed back in. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? So I start calling. I called, you know, a guy I know in IT from when I left. And he said, hey, call this person. And luckily I knew her too. She walked me through it. Thank God. I mean, I was freaking out. So yeah, I we just got a stopped. lot of, we got a lot of, I'm fucked text, I think. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> this morning I got up, opened my laptop and I pulled it, put in my old password and you know what? And you know why it worked? It's because last night I couldn't remember my password and I was entering it incorrectly the entire time. <laughs> That's what I'm happens like, when you take the Ginkgo Globa. Should we ask what, what's going on with Brad? Officially old Brad? Oh, yeah. What's going I, on? Oh, I've been there for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I just want to just want to mention that, uh, you know, I, I have an interest in wine. And um, tonight um, I'm trying out a little Beaujolais that I ordered online that we can now order legally here in Oklahoma. That <laughs> I've been ordering illegally for several years. But uh but yeah, it's, uh, I always like to have a little Beaujolais around Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, the Beaujolais Nouveau comes out in uh, the first Thursday in uh, November. So how is it, what is the taste like compared, I, like I love cabs, that's my favorite. I like Merlots as well. How does it taste compared to those? It, no, nothing like that. It's very uh, fresh, young, really young wine it, it it's it's yeah, super young it's only it's only a couple of months old like. so how does young <laughs> wine taste like this is, yeah, this is like, we don't have youtube red or anything yeah yeah it's exactly. really light it's really fruity okay. well hey yeah. uh you guys let's uh let's bring in our guest uh i guess i i'm really excited um this is the second cruise director or our past cruise director that we've had um that uh so far so it's always interesting to get um different perspectives of you know, we've got pursers, we've got stage, we've had DJs, uh, cr- uh, many crew staff, and uh, even photographers. And now we have a, the second cruise director. I was saying uh, um, uh, with Brad and Eric, they were like, well, so did you work with you? And I'm like, yeah, I, he may have given me a warning or two. I don't know. I think every crew, uh, I think I got a warning from every cruise director, but... Before I get into what you sent me this morning, that that totally knocked me out. What's going on? What's happening? What's been going on? Well, it's it. Don't call me Jeffrey. My wife calls me Jeffrey when she's pissed off at me. It's <laughs> Jeff Martin. Yeah, <laughs> and I've got my Beaujolais Nouveau here, and and my cocktail, as any good cruise director would have uh, for any session. I'm I'm in South Florida on the radio. I've been on the radio for the last. Uh, 
15 years. And, and I host the golden radio voice to boot. Well, thanks. Yeah, I host the morning show on Easy 93.1 down here. We have a million listeners uh, in South Florida. It's South Florida's number one listen while you work radio station. No, it's the same voice I have all the time. Easy, 93.1. Favorites yeah. from the 80s, 90s, and more. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. I, I, I can't wait to get into this because, you know, usually uh, I think I started on cruise ships when I was, I don't know, 21, 22, something. You know, it's it, usually you have to be like a, an adult. And sometimes the dance cast and stuff, you know, they, I, you know, they were on it like uh, um, 18 and over. 18 and over. But Jeffrey said, uh, I'm sorry, Jeff sent this Thank to you. me earlier. Uh, he said, I started on ships in 1979 at the age of 16. Wow. So first off, before we get to your story, we got to know about how that went down because that's bizarro. Well, uh, I, I went on a cruise with my family, my parents. It was on the uh, TSS Festival for Carnival Cruise Lines. Mm -hmm. I met the magician on board. I was a magician ever since age 10. So I would performing since age 10. I was professional at that time. And at age 16, went on a cruise, met Bill Panoff. Bill Panoff was the uh, cruise director there. Well, actually, one of the crew staff. He was the magician on board. And Bill owns Porthole Magazine now and also um, PPI Group, putting port and shopping lectures on cruise ships. Huh. But at the time, he, uh, he got me... Um, to replace him on the ship uh, for December, I got out of school. I lied about my age. They didn't ask me at that, that time. Uh, there was not, no, no, nothing you had to sign or anything. No physicals, no nothing. You just showed up. And uh, then it was on uh, Carnival Cruise Lines. I did that in December 1979. I was 16, and then I did it uh, during the summer. I was uh, 18 during that summer that's crazy that's awesome yes gary hunter uh he's on crystal cruises he's still a cruise director now uh, and he was the first one who saw me in the passenger talent show and then bill panoff uh, had me replace him as a magician on board i was a cruise staff. i did a comedy magic act that's so you were you were a cruise staff performer even at that's that correct age yeah yes wow. yeah and I mean, were there any restrictions back then about drinking on board and age or anything like that? Because the drinking age then was like 18, wasn't it? I had my first beer at the El San Juan Hotel at age 16. I saw the topless titty show there and it, I was having a blast. It was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> Beers and titties. And yeah. Yes, I've been drunk ever since. Yes. <laughs> but so did you stay like once you did that first gig, how long was it before you stayed and just continued to work? Well, I uh, did the summer after that. And then I went to half a year of college. And I was bored out of my gourd, and I thought, geez, I could be working at sea and making some great coin. Mm -hmm. So I left Rutgers University, and uh, I applied to Royal Caribbean. I joined the Song of Norway in 1982 at the age of 18. And so in that time, they, allowed, they hired people at 18 and over. Um, that is correct, yeah. yeah. Who was uh, around on the Song of America, uh, on the Song of Norway, uh, when you were there? Tony Bonatti was a cruise director. Tony's still around, a dear friend. And George Foster was a cruise director. Greg Maxwell as well. Greg Maxwell, wow. Okay. Was he, he was a cruise director then, right? He's always. Yes, he was. He's only been a cruise director, right? Like he didn't come in as a um, crew staff or anything. No cruise director. And we're both magicians too, as well. Okay. Do you, do you keep in touch with him? Is he still alive? Cause we got around. Uh, yes. Going. 
Greg is still around. Yes, he is. Uh, wow. Yeah, we we keep in touch. Good Where for is him. He, he is days. resilient. Yeah. He's, a, <laughs> he's in South Florida. I think he's pickled. He's pickled. Well, that, that applies to a lot of us. Yeah, I think so. Join yeah, the yeah. club. Well, you'll have yeah. to reach out to him for us. To, you know, we'd love to get him on here. Uh, um, he was actually my last cruise director. I was a stage manager on the Song of America. He was on there uh, on my last ship. So that'd be, that'd be awesome to get. But someone, uh, someone had made a post about cruise directors and how long. And, and there is, um, uh, oh, I know who it was. Uh, we just recently had, what's his name, uh, Brad? Vince Neal. Yeah. So he has, he's, tr- he's going to try to contact this person that is still works on ships and he's been on ships for 44 years. Wow. That's, I can't even imagine. Because his life <laughs> it was 22 was for me. More on ships. 22 than, is still a long time as well. That's, yeah. I, I didn't even hit the five year mark. <laughs> Well, hey, so let's get into this part of the show where Jeffrey, uh, Jeff, let's get into your story. And um, so hopefully you have a, a story or two that you can tell us. And uh, we're all excited to, uh, to hear um, a story from the cruise director point of view. Okay. I'm Jeff Martin, and this is my ship story. I uh, joined the Royal Caribbean in 1982. I became a DJ, assistant cruise director, shore excursion manager, assistant, uh, and then worked my way through the ranks. I became one of the youngest cruise directors in the history of Royal Caribbean at age 25 when they only had three ships, <laughs> the Song of Norway, the Sun Viking, and the Nordic Prince. And I, um, in 1982, I joined the Song of America. She was the largest cruise ship in the world at the time. Uh, we took her out of Helsinki, Finland, uh, 1,500 people, and uh, did the first cruise on that, and then uh, became a cruise director at age uh, 25 and started uh, working on the Sun Viking on two-week cruises. Now, we had these two-week cruises where they were split into three. It would be Eastern Caribbean, Western Caribbean, and two-week cruises. So people would get off in the middle of the cruise, get on in the middle of the cruise, and be there for two weeks. So we had three different cruises. Oh, it was crazy, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are a pain in the ass. Yeah, but even from entertainment, because, you know, if you do one show one week and you have to change it up for the next week and the other person's on the the other voyage, then you have the same entertainment. You have to really mix it up. It's a huge pain for everyone involved. Oh, you're absolutely right. And people would get off in Barbados and then get on in Barbados. Mm -hmm. And then the other folks would be on for two weeks. So the people who were on for two weeks owned this ship, basically, and, uh, you know, look down on the other people who were on for just a week. <laughs> you know, a lot of those cruises, you'd be surprised that until recently they were still being done. Uh, when I, I, so I worked for Princess for a, few, for a number of years, not on board, but ashore. And they were doing those with UK passengers that flew into Barbados and turned around. They did the two weeks. And then they had other people that were, you know, getting off in, in San Juan halfway through or, or Miami. And so those trips, they were still being done until like, at least when I left, like five, 10 years ago. It was a lot of fun. I mean, it was different. A small ship, 750 passengers there. And I did the first European cruise for Royal Caribbean as well. And we took the, the Miller Reach dancers on as cruise staff and they were cruise staff and dancers some of them still dear friends uh, to this day but we sailed across the atlantic and we uh, did royal caribbean's first european cruises when was this when was that this was uh in the early 90s as a matter of fact do you remember which when when i first became 
cruise ship is Sun Viking. Yep, we, we oh, took okay. her over there in the early 90s. And I was actually on the first cruise at Royal Caribbean ever canceled. It was Hurricane Hugo in Puerto Rico. After doing all those um, seating cruises, uh, they, they put me on the, the bigger ships, the, all the mega ships, the Majesty, the Monarch, and the Sovereign after they came out. And, uh, and that was a heck of a lot of fun. Now, we know that uh, your sister, uh, Noelle, uh, was on the ships. How how long did she come on uh, after yourself? Were you the one who got her on there, or, or is that uh, I'm having so much fun? Come and join. I, I did actually. My my sister and I are very close, and uh, we performed together. We were Tevia and Golda and Fiddler on the Roof <laughs> in high school. As a matter of fact, thank God I didn't have to kiss her. <laughs> but um she she was going through a divorce she married a piano player from the cruise ships as a matter of fact that we met on a norwegian cruise she was going through a divorce it was ugly she wanted to get away i got her on the ships she got on brenda savelli was her roommate i don't know if you know brenda and uh she she went through the ranks she became a hostess she was my hostess then she was my assistant cruise director on the grandeur of the seas and it was funny, we would do the whole cruise and we'd never mention that she was my sister. And at the end of the cruise, we, we would reveal that she was my sister. And it was just a, it was just a, a fun thing with the passengers. And uh, she was a great assistant and she, you know, she kept the stuff from the staff away from me. So she, you know, she, she was a great buffer, you know, and, uh, and then she became a cruise director after uh, me on the grandeur. Uh, well, so Jeff, do you uh, have any uh, favorite stories that you have of like, uh, you said you had some stories of some passengers or, or any events or anything that happened? On the well, we had the uh, guest entertainer program, the celebrity entertainer program, yeah. and I worked with quite a few. Um, and it was a, a privilege. I worked with Jerry Lewis uh, a couple of times, a few times. And he came out on stage. He says, uh, you know, your cruise director, Jeff Martin, this is the first time Martin and Lewis have been on stage in 25 years. <laughs> and uh, he, it was, he, he was kind of difficult. Um, he could be difficult with other people, other cruisers. I always paid him the respect that he deserved when he came on. And uh, he was, uh, he, it was, it was very nice to me. And then uh, we had Phyllis Diller on. She, she sent me Christmas cards until she, she passed away at the age of 94. God bless her. Mm -hmm. um, but she would come on and her intro was, ladies and gentlemen, here she is, the Madonna of the Geritol set. Phyllis Diller. <laughs> and she comes on and she says, don't worry if they mention Madonna. She says, if I grab my crotch, it's falling off. <laughs> she says, and at my age, it has. <laughs> she says, I've had so much plastic surgery, my left tit's older than my right tit. <laughs> that was so funny like you know being backstage and when she was going through these jokes and stuff and stuff that she would say on stage were like oh my gosh i can't even tell my family these jokes i know she was great she said fang her husband bought butter a peekaboo 90 for their honeymoon he peeked and booed <laughs> <laughs> she was great she was just so freaking funny 
And she was so sweet. She, yeah. um, she, she, we had dinner so, so many times, Tony O'Prey and, and her and I, mm-hmm. yeah, and we'd sit there and she was, a, she became a dear friend. She was there with her, um, her companion, Bob Hastings, who was a, a major international lawyer. You wouldn't know he was a dear, sweet old man. They play cards in between shows and everything. And uh, she, she was just a, a sweetheart. And she would send me a Christmas card until the year she died. She was yeah. super nice, super nice. You know, uh, we, we had said this in a previous episode, uh, working with uh, 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 Phil Stiller, that, you know, she came on before she had her wigs on and she would walk around, you know, in the green, in the, in the dressing room before <laughs> she went on. She was a frail, uh, at, even at that time, she was frail, old. We were like, oh my God, she's going to fall. The ship is moving. She's going to fall. And, and Jan, you know, Jan was the, the, the production manager at the time. And oh, like, Jan, I love Jan. She's like, okay, you know, just don't worry about her. She, when they say her name, she walks out. When the spotlight hits her, she'll, a light bulb will go off. And sure enough, she, she walked through the wings and, you know, kind of tipping back and forth. And, you know, somebody said, blah, 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 Phyllis Diller. And it hit and she just went up and did her whole show of one line, one-liners that nobody could probably do again if and not be fired immediately when they got off the ship. <laughs> well, every show was different too. She, I loved watching her, you know, as a performer and doing comedy myself, she was, she would just do something different and she willed her collection of one-liners to the Smithsonian. There's a catalog, oh, wow. a card catalog oh, wow. of all her one-liners and uh, that was willed to the Smithsonian. Wow. Wow, that's really cool. That that just reminds me quickly. There was a documentary on Joan Rivers, and she had all these file cabinets with these little cards with all the different jokes she had written in the year. And it was, I could not believe how many file cabinets she had. Like just pulling out these jokes that she had written for years, and I never realized that people would do that. But it, yeah, Phyllis yeah. was a class act. Yeah, you know, I used to uh, check her in at the front desk. When the, when the guest entertainers would come on, the star entertainers, uh, and I was working the front desk on The Majesty and Grant Kamen, they would come and check in. So I got to check her in quite a few times. She's always very, very sweet. Uh, oh. you know, super nice. Very, very nice. A living doll. Yeah. So who was, your, um, who was your favorite entertainer that you worked with in all your years? My favorite entertainer, you know, I enjoyed Scott Record. Scott is a great talent. He's an impressionist and an impersonator. Yeah. Um, as, I, I as talked far, to him actually recently, so he's he's dying to come on the show. So we're gonna oh, he's he's a fantastic interview, and uh, it, I would say there there were so many, and and I mean, and I'm dear friends with with a lot of John Panette was one of the funniest guys. I mean, uh, I don't know if if you remember him from the last episode of Seinfeld. He, he was the fat guy there. He did, he did uh, a buffet. He did a Chinese buffet story. You go now. No buffet for you. <laughs> and I, I, he's, uh, he, he was a dear friend, but he killed. I mean, absolutely killed. And he just passed away, as a matter of fact. I got to reach into the cruise director. So we know uh, things that we've all done uh, that we probably weren't supposed to in areas that we weren't supposed to. But... Does that same thing happen with cruise directors? Do you ever hook up with the uh, uh, passengers or? Well, I'm, I'm married one. I mean, you know, that was <laughs> uh, the, my first wife. And then, 
that, that I, I married her. As a matter of fact, she was a passenger. I met her on the Sun Viking. We got married in 1989. I have two uh, lovely daughters, 25 and uh, okay. 22. And they're both uh, very successful. And uh, but I was working three months on, three months off as well with the, the cruise director schedule, which was great. But um, uh, I well, since you get the run of the ship, there's really nothing, you know, nothing you can't do. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, when you had that signing privilege, I mean, all the drinks were there, too. So it was it was a free for all. Yeah. Well, the few of us that we just had a little bit of signing, like we would get 50 bucks a month or 75 bucks a month. But the cruise director was unlimited. Right. It was nobody put a limit. I mean, I don't know if that changed in the later years, if the, the numbers got too high, it was always unlimited. I don't know. It was, uh, my bar bill was twelve to $1,500 a week, but I mean, I'd buy stuff for guests and of course, right. crew staff and everybody, you know, you'd, you'd share the love uh, for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I drank plenty of drinks on that cruise director card. Thank you. I <laughs> 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 just had to hang out with the crew staff and it's like, yeah, yeah we got this. We got this. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to argue. I didn't even But when know they that. came back to my office, those, those receipts, I, they had to answer for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully my name wasn't on them. <laughs> That's funny. We'd go from I, like a, a show or, you know, uh, after the show, going to the paint your... Paint your wagon lounge, yeah. Yeah, paint your wagon lounge. And, you know, you'd hear this, hey, you know, whoever the cruise director was, hey, uh, cruise director's up here for the next uh, 30 minutes, so hurry up if you want drinks. Okay, I'll be right up. <laughs> you bet, you <laughs> bet. Run up yeah, and get no. a free drink and then go down and change into the, uh, you know, whatever the, the, the attire was for that night and then go back out and have to buy our own. Yeah, well, it was a pleasure to share with the staff and Scott. We had such great staff members and, and friends to this day and uh, lifelong friends and, and people that, that um, you know, really, when they come back into your life, it's like uh, the years fall away, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just curious, obviously working on shows for that long, what was the craziest or like impossible thing that you saw working on, on ships? Crazy, just fun thing. Some passengers, there was one lady, she was called the chicken lady. She'd come on, she'd have this rubber chicken. She'd dress it for country and western night. She'd dress it for formal night. And she, she'd attach this chicken to her, her purse. And there was this other guy, he was very campy. His name was Victor. And he would have this frog on his shoulder. He'd wear these caftans, walk around with this cane and, and have this frog on his shoulder for no reason. I, it was just nuts. Like Kermit frog or like? No, it was like this stuffed little beanbag frog and oh, he'd beanbag. carry it on his shoulder. And one, one of the, sh the craziest stories, um, it, it was a hotel director. I, I don't know if I should mention his name. Well, I will, David Armitage. Uh, it was on the Sun Viking. There was this guy, and David's a dear friend, uh, too. There was this guy on the Sun Viking. His colostomy bag uh, had apparently burst in Purser Square. Oh. Yeah, so there was That's a trail good. down oh, Purser no. Square all the way back to his cabin. So Dave, the sleuth that he was, he followed the trail just to see if somebody was all right. He knocked on the door. And he asked the guy if it was all right. I asked him, he said, I knocked on the door. I said, what'd you do? He said, I grabbed the newspaper. I wrapped it over his nose and said, don't you do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now that's a ship story. Yeah, he yeah. did not do that, of course. But right. uh, yeah, Dave's a dear friend. He lives in Thailand now. Uh, we used to play golf all the time. Me, captain, hotel director, go out, play golf, have a great time. Speaking of captains, do you have a favorite captain or an unfavorite captain? I have a lot of favorite captains, uh, Captain Bank Runts and uh, Captain Olson, Tor Olson, um, Captain Bang. I don't want to leave anybody out. Captain Pedersen. I mean, they they were great men who and great leaders, too, who, uh, you know, they were really uh, out front and they supported their staff. And the Voyager of the Seas takeout was pretty much uh, one of the best experiences of my life with uh, Captain Pedersen. Yeah, Pedersen brought out the majesty as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing him on there. And Tor Olson, I remember he was chief officer when I was uh, on Song of America. Well, that was my first ship, and he was uh, uh, a chief officer. And I remember him playing the guitar and, like, being, in, like, oh. you know, having parties in the cabin. He was a lot of fun uh, uh, back then. I never worked with him as captain, but I think I was Great guy. probably gone by then. But, yeah, he was a really cool guy, really cool guy. With Tor, we used to have, we played mini golf in St. Petersburg, Russia on the overnight. Then we used to have caviar parties with, with everybody in his cabin, too. Oh, wow. And oh, let's, I'm, I'm trying to think other captains. Uh, Captain Johnny, of course. Johnny and I played golf a lot. Uh, he's, he's still on ships. So a great, great guy, great people. Do you have any uh, um, pr- problematic crew staff? Uh, uh, other than Scott. <laughs> other than me. Not problematic is what, well, you know, you try to bring people along and, and you try to develop people, you know, um, especially as assistant cruise directors. You want to see them succeed. Some, some guys would, would put them down because they, they would use their skills and everything. You know, just go fly and, uh, you know, be free. It was so fun to see people that I nurtured throughout the years. Uh, Richard Spacey. Uh, there's so many. And uh, it, w- it was such a pleasure to, to bring people up and support people, too. I mean, I, I used to walk around the ship. And some cruise directors didn't. I'd walk around the ship top to bottom from on a sea day and I'd just go into the youths and, and some youth staff never even saw the cruise director in the youth center. And it's like, what the hell are you doing here? What am I doing wrong? It's nothing. I want to catch you doing something right and uh, let's do it together. And sometimes you find that there are problems that you can solve for the staff and, and make, it, uh, make it easier for them. That, that make it easy for them to do their job. Um, yeah. And so that reminds me of, I'm on a, I don't know how I got on this group. I, I think I asked to be in the group cause I was, I'd, I'd never heard about it, but do you, do you, or either of you, any of you know about the, my ducky on the cruise ships? It's not only Royal Caribbean, but it's industry wide. It's, you know, the little, my, my rubber ducky, like from, right. from, Ur- yeah, sure. There is a group. What these people do is they hide these little small ducks around the places around all the cruise lines, cruise ships. Hmm. And if you find one, you're supposed to post it. And every single day, well, until the COVID hit, uh, you know, when the cruise ships, every single day, I found my ducky. I found this ducky. I left this ducky. People bring boxes of duckies and they hide them around ships. I never heard of this at all. It's like and- geocaching. You see, have you seen geocaching? I have People done have- that. <laughs> that has- geocaching with duckies. 
It is. It is. It is the most bizarre thing. And they're, you know, they're dressed up ducks. There's Rasta ducks. There's, you know, <laughs> ducks, and, you know, they really, really get into it. But I'd never heard of that in, in the years that I was on. And anybody that I asked that was a crew never heard of it. But wow, there's pictures of every cruise line with ducks hidden in the gym, in the bathroom, in, in cabins, in the closet, in the in drawers, and in plants, you know, in lounges and stuff. I, I'm like, I got to be a part of this duck thing. So whenever we go on for the next uh, reunion, I will be looking for ducks and I will be plant, uh, planting ducks. Sounds pretty good. It was pretty, it was pretty wild. What, what is your favorite, uh, favorite couple of uh, cruise director jokes? Or maybe since you've been around a long time, you could tell us where all of these, does a cruise ship really generate its own electrical power? Does oh my God. I, 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 I wouldn't do, do that. <laughs> <laughs> one no, of my favorite please. jokes one <laughs> of my favorite <laughs> jokes was the the one about the toilet the lady sits on the toilet she flushes she gets stuck yeah. the husband calls the purser's desk and the purser uh sends down a maintenance man there was a knock at the door the lady sitting there in her all together and uh they had been in Cozumel that day before and, and she was sitting there stuck to the toilet so they they took a sombrero and they put it on her lap so the uh the maintenance guy comes in and he looks at it and he says well i think i can get your wife unstuck but i don't know about the guy with the hat he's in too deep <laughs> <laughs> never oh, gets old no, no. oh no that's one of my favorites that's funny that one i can't remember how it goes but there's the one where cruise directors was walking this lady home and she was drunk and she said you're passionate you're passionate you're passionate yeah 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 i, I can't remember that that's one of my favorites. he says i want to uh, let me take you back to your cabin oh you're passionate you're passionate please ma'am i'm an officer on the ship please I, I i don't do that oh you're passionate you're where is your stateroom and she says I'm, i kept telling you you're passionate you're passionate <laughs> uh, let, let me tell you about my my highlight okay sounds good go for it it was uh 1999 i was named uh Cruise director on Voyager of the Seas for the takeout team. And now the takeout was behind schedule and they had fires. Um, staff was under a lot of pressure to get it ready. It was one of the best staffs I ever had, led by Captain Pedersen. Tony O'Prey was the hotel director. And uh, Tony had had heart bypass surgery. He had a pacemaker put in and he also had colon cancer. And the man was unstoppable. And... Everybody on that ship, because it was so innovative at the time, it, 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 things that had never been done, and it was for the millennium. And as a matter of fact, CNN voted the Voyager of the Seas as uh, the number two place to celebrate the millennium behind, um, behind Paris. So we had all the press on. The whole industry was looking at the cruise ship and the whole staff. I mean, we, we had the flying rigs, the Foy flying rigs we had never done, an ice skating rink at sea, rock climbing wall, stuff that had never been done, this huge centrum and, and everything. And, and it was, um, the pressure was, was intense. And the staff had this thing, it was called the Broken Twig Award. And everybody snapped. I thought I was going to have a heart attack during this whole thing. It, the pressure was so intense. They had to bring in uh, workers before we crossed the Atlantic. Things weren't done. They were still finishing Portofino. And everybody, we had this broken twig award. We'd go out in Finland, and everybody who snapped 
we'd break the twig and we'd tape it to their door. So it was one of the uh, most exhausting and exhilarating experiences of my life. I mean, again, Captain Pedersen, nobody said no. And it was things like, this was the first time we had parades on the ship, uh, but the gift shop participated, the bar staff participated, and it was like, yes, we can do this. And every week there were changes. Remember, we started charging for those things. Then they changed the charges. Then they were moving back and forth. And we were counting space on the, the, uh, the Royal Promenade where people, you know, if everybody came, we didn't know who was going to show up for this. And we didn't know what that size of a ship would do with uh, 25, 20, 27, 3,000 people at, at the time. Now the ships are bigger, of course. But when I touched the ice for the first time, and it was real ice, I said, my God, we can do this. And it was, uh, it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Jeff, do you have another story in your pocket, something that you were intending to tell that uh, we didn't get to? Yeah, my retirement story, as a matter of yeah. fact. Yeah, oh, let's do it. All right. It was, I, I retired 22 years to the day I signed on cruise ships. Wow. My, uh, I, my ex-wife and I, we, we, I rented a limo. I went, went to the ship. I tendered my resignation to the hotel director at the time. I was due to come back in two weeks and uh, I had gotten a job on land and I was, uh, after 22 years, uh, ready to go. And it was in 2004. I went on the ship and I said goodbye to the hotel director. And then I went, I saw the captain. Uh, it was Captain Pedersen. Uh, I mean, again, dear, dear friend. And we had, we went through so much together. And I asked him, I said, when you go by the jetty at the end, can you blow the ship's horn? So I took the limo all the way down to the end of the jetty and South Beach. Everybody's been there. You know, yeah. you've partied, you've celebrated. They've got the steakhouse there now, I, I believe. You got to go I see was, the ship that you just got off, you right. know, uh, sail yeah, away. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Exactly. So the navigator of the seas is going by. Sven Pedersen comes out on the wing of the bridge and I wave to him. He waves to me. He gives me a salute and he blows the ship's horn three times. And that was, that was just the best. That's a really nice send off. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. It was great. And I have no regrets. It was wonderful. I'd do it all again. I think we've all, <laughs> we're all on the same page. We, we're all, we all feel that way, even though, again, it was only five years for me. You know, looking back on it, it's, you know, it's a little rose-colored glasses because there were some rough, you know, there was rough times and some days that you were like, ah. Um, but you know, overall, just that whole experience is just fantastic. It's amazing. Would recommend it to anyone who ever, who wants like a, it, to enrich their life, go work at sea. I it's I a brotherhood and sisterhood. It is. Yeah. It's a brotherhood, sisterhood. I tell everybody that like, you know, friends of my, of my kids and stuff, they're like, Hey, you know, what, are, we're, we're graduating <laughs> next year. What are we going to do? And I'm like, Go, work on a cruise ship, travel, go out and do something before you settle down and, and you're drowned with debt and white picket fence and, you know, <laughs> all, all that kind of stuff. Go and see the world because you may not be able to later. Yeah. Go and see the world. That's, that's what, it. that's what I tell people. Get, get out there and see the world because there's so much to see. There's so much to experience. And 
it, it, the time to do it is now, not later. That's and exactly, save your money. Yeah. Oh, well, I never got <laughs> well, that part, but. We're, 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 we're all over the place on the money thing. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, some days we're like, spend all your money. And some days it's like, save the money. And some days it's spend it all. We, 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 we haven't landed on anything particular just yet. My granddad, actually, when he taught me how to change the oil on my car and how to change a, a tire on, on my 1979 Honda Civic, um, <laughs> that he said he's and it was weird because he just pulled me aside and he said look it's just the two of us um, two things don't ever change who you are for anyone or any place or business or anything business is going to get bad so don't change who you are if they try to tell you to change go do something else and secondly leave the country and go see the world because you're not going to be able to do it later. Everything's going to cost more. You're going to be too busy. And those two things have always kind of stayed with me my whole life. And, and I'm glad I did, you know, five, six, two, even people who spent two years, just go do a contract, get out and explore yep. because we've already discussed this and, and said it before. It makes you grow as a person to experience all of this stuff. But save your money. My, my ex-wife has half of it. Now, next time, <laughs> next time I'm going to find a woman I hate and buy her a house. <laughs> the water come out my nose. <laughs> yes, that, is that, that, is, that will be my added thing to the uh, don't change yourself and go see the world and save as much as you can. This has been fun. Yeah, it's been it's great to see you again. It's been years and years and years. Great to see you. It's a lot got, of fun. I got one more thing. I just this is to Jeff. You were the cruise director on my grandmother's birthday on the Sovereign of the Seas. I want to say it was in 89, 90, 89, 90 or 91. Uh, but I just recently found uh, a VHS that's been tucked away for all this time that my uncle and my mom and my grandma um, and my aunt, uh, my grandma took them all on a cruise ship and you were the cruise director then. And I have video of you back then doing some of your, you know, your stuff on stage and everything. But I thought it was awesome that you were the cruise director and later not knowing, you know, all this is, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what was about to happen that, you know, a couple of years from now, I was going to go work on a cruise ship and then meet the cruise director that was <laughs> on with my grandma and my, my uh, mom and, and everybody. So, oh, it's fun. The, the thousands of people we met and influenced and entertained over the years. And uh, I, it's a pleasure to do it now on the radio. I'm very lucky and blessed here in South Florida. Well, hey, Jeff, uh, I guess uh, our time is up for today, and uh, it has been such a great time reliving all this with you, seeing you, hearing you, and uh, we're definitely glad to have you on the show. Thank you. You guys are the best. I really enjoy all of these podcasts and watching all my friends. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Good to Thank see you, you again. Thank you. Thank you for care. being on. Appreciate you coming on. Yes, and happy Thanksgiving. You too. Ciao. Okay, bye-bye. There we go. There goes. I awesome. had totally forgotten him, but when I saw that it was Noelle's, this is how I remember him. I remember Noelle because I interacted a lot with her. I didn't interact as much with Jeff as, you know, him being the cruise director and all. But um, then once I saw the name and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, now I know exactly who it is. So. And you hear that voice, like you can't, you can't not remember that voice. Like, just like Brad, he's got a, 
a golden radio uh, great voice. No wonder he's on the radio. Yeah, makes sense he's on the radio. <laughs> yeah. And Noel, yeah, gosh, what a sweetheart. She was yeah. pretty. She was kind. She was always smiling. She never complained about anything. Noel, what? What was her last name? Sipos. Sipos. Long blonde hair. S I P O S. Like- no, I think I worked with her. Maybe it was Majesty. No, it couldn't have been Majesty because you would have been there. I thought. Maybe early days Majesty, or it would have been Sovereign or one of those other ships. But I know I worked. I remember Noel clearly, very, very well. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason I, not the only reason, but I remember her more than I do, uh, Jeff. Hey, everyone. The ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio, and if you would like to see this podcast in video, please visit our YouTube channel, my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage